Wheel, Kipper, and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Well, all right. Welcome, everyone, to Real Kipper and Born, but it's no Kipper. It's Sam McKee. It's Justin Born. Welcome, Sammy. Hello, Justin. To this side of the, the glass. How's it feel? Ah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love fine. what that forebodes for the show. So I'm rushing here. First off, I'll also say hello to Derek Brandeo. Brandeo, how you doing, pal? You good? We got sis back there? Yeah. All right, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, Kipper is, he's not with us today, but he's going to call in, I think, at some point just to make sure we get his take, which I'm actually quite excited about. Um, but I myself am a little flustered mm-hmm. just getting here. My kid's school caught fire <laughs> for real. So they're like home now. Our pets, heads are falling yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, so I got here like a minute ago. Um, yeah, running around a little bit. My article will be up on sportsnet.ca uh, in a moment on my thoughts from game two. But mm-hmm. last night you and I were on Leafs Talk post game mm-hmm. we chatted about how we felt about the second game and we were pretty positive yeah i thought the show was actually had a pretty positive tone not that like we thought think they're going to win the series necessarily but about how they played and i get here today mm-hmm. i sense a different tone from you i from last night i feel exactly the same as i felt last night in terms of how well they played okay and the fact that they lost that game and them not being able to convert chances and turning the puck over, but it just sucks that we're here because to not get that one when you play that good, what does that do to a team psyche? What does that point? You're at home. You play as well as they've played maybe ever. I mean, they (laughs) they dominated five, zero minutes of that six, zero game. So I don't know what they're feeling today. Like maybe Mm -hmm. they're encouraged because they played so well and that they... That's what the coach would say. That's what I mean. He's telling them, hey, guys, if you play like that again. But ultimately, they played that well and they didn't get a result. And now you're going on the road for two games where you're already in a hole to nothing. Like, I feel like this is a really tough time for Sheldon Keefe in terms of keeping these guys in it. Like, I know they've got veterans. I know they've been through it. But that is a massive gut punch last night that I am still feeling. I woke up today. I was feeling it. And you mentioned the nice thing, too. You know, you're also... Yes. Worse. Yes. As a roster. Significantly worse. Yeah. Because he's been your best left winger throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah. It's actually funny how quickly he became so impactful. He was on the ice for multiple six on five game tying goals when they were chasing down Tampa and on the ice for every overtime winner. And that good? Yeah. And last night they're down a goal chasing for a full period and they need one guy to make one play Mm -hmm. and they don't have him. And you don't, the loss is not because Matthew Nyes isn't there. No. But you could have put one in the net. You never know. Certainly, or created something or, you know, just done something different than more shifts for, I know Yarn Crock didn't play a lot, but whoever it may be in his stead. And, so In the space-time continuum, maybe he does score a tying goal if he doesn't get taken out of that game by Sam Bennett. I mean, being the diehard Nyes fan that mm-hmm. I am, I could very easily see that. So, um, can yeah. I, can I... Can we do the, you want to do the Bennett thing? It looks like Kipper might be calling in here. So maybe we'll, we'll yes. save the Bennett thing. But I didn't think he should have got suspended last night. Okay. And now with the result of the play. Yeah. And re-watching the plays that he did over and over. The fact that he's a repeat offender. It is a little bit wild. He didn't get maybe one. Yeah, so I am on the internet like you. Yes. And I can see the discourse. Yes. And everyone is wants yes. blood. Ah, like I'm seeing the amount of, I put out, you know, the, the tweet about 
having, you know, the questions that we're going to take at the end of the show. And people are unhinged. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they should put Simmons in there to beat the crap out of Bennett. Yeah, like, and it's like, stop yeah, it. I'm sure Bennett's going to take that fight. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we got uh, we got our, our boy. Nick in Boston calling in here? Nick in Boston. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm, I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, you know, Sammy, we're losing our boy a bit, Kipper. He was pretty confident yesterday. I don't hear the same tone today, I'll be honest. Well, first of all, I feel like I'm a, a parent that's left uh, town for the weekend and calling my kids to see <laughs> if everything's okay at home. So, listen, is, is the oven off? Is it off? We're good, Dad. Okay, We're fine. The door. Theo, get up off the floor, stop playing with the dog, and go to school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. Theo's graduating this weekend. Oh my that's god, that's crazy! Oh, what man. a what a career wraparound yeah, that is crazy. for you. Yeah, the, the, the kid I just you just listened to me uh, give instructions to go to school when he was in grade two or grade three is graduating this weekend. So, wow! Um, all good on on my my part uh, as far as the Leaf fans. Yes, a little concerned uh, after last night. Yeah, no, it's, um, as I mentioned, like there, there's a lot of good play from the Leafs. They, they controlled long stretches. They didn't get the result last night. What are you chalking it up to? What do you see as the major issues? We'd love to just get your, your overview, Kipper, on last night's game. JB, a minute and six seconds. How's that? Yeah. How's that to sum up why they're down to nothing? A minute and six seconds yeah and it was a horrific one minute and six seconds you're down to nothing because you didn't start the second period and you took your foot off the gas pedal for a minute and six seconds and that is in the nutshell you guys want to focus on the 50 minutes or the 55 that look great great do it um but if you look at the one minute and six seconds that's the difference during this time of year. One or two mistakes can come back and haunt you. If the if the Lightning want to go back and kick themselves in the first round against the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're going to kick themselves on blowing a 4-1 lead uh, in game uh, four, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, we, the Leafs now have to go to Florida and make sure they don't kick themselves next week to look at one minute and six seconds and for me uh go back and play that minute and six seconds it was a disaster from puck drop from uh mccabe to nylander to giving barkov the opportunity to go in like that and then uh, sheldon pulls off the forwards and for whatever reason uh mccabe is horrific on 19 seconds he wants to leave him and Brody out there. And then all that did was just compound uh, the remaining 47 seconds where, again, horrible decisions. When the puck's 200 feet away from Bobrovsky and it comes right back in your net, um, it was a disaster from Matthew's half-assed forecheck where it goes D to D to Ekblad. Bunting goes in there, does a drive-by, and then McCabe comes in to challenge Barkov, and he gets a clean out. It was a disaster, minute and six seconds, and that's why they're down 2 nothing after last night.
Yeah, so Kipper, I would be remiss to didn't get your take on the Bennett situation. Leaf fans are not pleased, my friend. Um, the the Wait, one which behind, one? The one behind the net with Nyes that's now probably driven Nyes out of the series with a concussion, and then the the, the following play where he cross checks, uh, bunting in the neck, follows him up with one in the lower back. People are clamoring for a suspension. What are your thoughts? You got five K for that five, one. Yeah, you got five K. Yeah, listen, I, I, I appreciate Sheldon trying to, you know, work the league with the comparison to the Austin Matthews in the mm-hmm. outdoor game. The one that he needed to compare it to was Lafferty on Colton a week ago. That's mm-hmm. the same cross check. And what and Sam Lafferty, we never thought for a minute Sam Lafferty was going to get suspended off of that, right? No. No. But people, so, Kipper, so people are more mad about the behind-the-net wrangle. Yeah, the, the Bennett one is okay. what's got people All pissed right. off. Yeah, listen, I, you can't suspend on just the outcome. And he's, he's concussed, he's out, we know that, and, and that's why people are clamoring. If he would have gotten up, the most you would have been screaming about is a, a missed penalty. And it was a rough, absolutely all day long, needed to be a two-minute penalty. Yeah. But the only reason you're, you're talking about a suspension is because, you know, the outcome was oh. bad for, for Nyes and the, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you go watch it, if you go watch it, uh, Bennett's got the puck, and, he's, and he wants to go around the net. And it's actually Nyes who goes and, and physically confronts him. Nyes goes and tries to rub him off. And then, then you know, from then on, all you have is a 10-year veteran, a man against against a guy that's just out of college that isn't used to that type of physicality. And, and ben, Bennett ate him up. We know ben, Bennett ate, ate him up, and he, and he took an extra uh, shot at him. And, 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 and that's it at the end of the day. That, that, I'm telling you, if he gets up, if, if Nyes gets up, no one's screaming for a suspension on well, that play. But, but he didn't, Kipper. And he left the game and he was out for the whole game. And this is Bennett who has been suspended three times in his NHL career, plus in the playoffs. Like, okay. I think if, people if, have a right if, to be pissed off about it. They're pissed off because he's concussed, Sammy. Yeah, I know. The but... play doesn't warrant the play. The play doesn't warrant a suspension. But, He's concussed. Yeah. Like I said, if he stays in the game, no one's screaming for a suspension. Yeah. I listen. I, I agree, Kipper. We were we were just getting into that a little bit. It's a bad play. It's a rough. It's excessive. It's a you know. I think he's a dirty player at times, but not sure you can suspend for that play. You know the so the minute six gets away from him. And they scored two goals, just two goals for the fourth straight game. Bobrovsky is now the best goalie in the playoffs in terms of goals saved above expected. Uh, you, you think it's just a hot goalie? Or are they not getting to him? What are you seeing for their inability to score enough? I don't see anywhere near the, the traffic that we saw against Vasilevsky and yeah. the ability to stay there and cause havoc. Uh, we're all in agreement that this series is... There's more room out there, right? For I mean, sure. Justin, you, you talked about that from game one, that there's a lot more room out there, which means that there's there's gaps, there's space. And right now, Bobrovsky has a ton of space to see the puck. you you got to start getting into his face. you got to start bothering him. Go knock him. Just 
bump him. Do whatever you can. But this is this is the guy that's hurting you right now. We talked about, uh, you know, Kachuk in the first game. It was, it was quieter, but, you know, he still had enough room to make a world-class pass to, to um, uh, who scored the game-winning goal there. The Forsling, was it? Uh, yeah, Forsling. 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 Okay, that was a that was a that was a world class pass right through a seam for the game winning goal. No, he didn't have the physicality that he had in game one, but right now it's not Kachuk, it's not Bennett, it's Bobrovsky. That's your biggest issue now going into Florida, and you got to solve him. You got to hope that the trend that he's had in his career, where he cannot sustain longevity, uh, happens as early as Sunday. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, Kip, listen, I know you're, uh, you're down there in Boston. You got any uh, fadeaway thoughts for us? Are you good to go? How are we feeling about game three in two weeks? Listen, just look at the road records. Yeah. Look at New Jersey losing two at home and going into Madison Square Garden and winning. Like, this is a, this is a crazy playoff, man. Anybody that just writes off the Leafs right now, Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe it will happen. But judging by what I've seen so far uh, in these playoffs, man, some things might be still up for grabs. Love it, love it. Yeah. All right, pal. Will you enjoy yourself uh, down there? Congrats on your son graduating. Great accomplishment. We uh, we look forward to chatting with you on Monday, man. See you, Kippy. Enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. All right, thanks, pal. Sounds good. Nick Kiprios, ladies and gentlemen. Nick in Boston. Nick in Boston. Nick in um, New England. I was just about before, you know, before we had kept there, you and I were about to have the chat. I, I, I do agree and w- that I don't think you can suspend for the attempted head slam on the ice, which sounds ridiculous. It's just, uh, you know, they're tangled. It's rough and violent, whatever. I don't know that it's like a slew foot level of violence or. It, I mean, you're just, the, the thing that pisses me off. And like I said last night, I didn't. I guess the thing that's changed, and Kipper is right, is that he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think they played the results a little bit with the Bunting one as well, right? The, the fact Chernak that, was, that hurt. Chernak was hurt. Yeah. And Bunting had no history. What Bunting did was worse than what Sam Bennett did. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be that Johnny Lee fan and say it's in the same park. Right. But I do think giving the benefit to of the doubt to a guy who doesn't, I wouldn't say necessarily he has not earned it. it. Yeah, I, like he doesn't yeah. necessarily earn. And you know, you com- compile the fact that he cross checks a guy in the back of the neck, buries him while he's lying on the ground. Like you know, a combination of those both. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's an argument to me, and I like I'm, I, I'm I siding with my my Leaf fan brethren here, which I don't always do, as you know. Yeah, I think he did deserve a game. You know, I I am uh, okay with the Marshawn suspension, which is I call the cumulative a-hole penalty, yes. which is you've done enough things. A lifetime that, achievement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now here's uh, a reply you're not going to like, yes. I don't think, which is, to me, mm-hmm. this feels like Leafs fans feel robbed by the result. There is no question you are right. And are upset today mm-hmm. and want some blood. They want to blame something. They want to pin it on a moment. They want to find whatever. You know, if you get that one game for Bennett, that game still lost last night. It's still 2-0. It stinks, but it does feel... I, I just want to know what's considered targeting the head. Yeah, like that's not targeting the head for you, Brandon? Yeah, like... 
where's the line? <laughs> like, like, can it not move for just a week? He he tossed his upper body, which is attached to his head, to the ice, which is apparently not targeting enough. But it's the number one thing people are asking me about. Is- we should get into it with the with Keith. We should listen to the Bennett stuff that he has. There's multiple clips on it. So, yeah. Brandeo, if we could start with uh, Keith on the Bennett plays, and then follow it up with Maurice. On the bun, uh, on the bunting and knives play as well. If we could just go back to back with those, and then we'll go out, come out from that. In terms of the the hit, I, I'm not going to comment on that. The league will look at look at that. You know, I'm sure the cross check on bunting is eerily similar to the one that uh, we saw with Austin last year in the outdoor game. We know how that one worked out. So, you know, we'll we'll just see. The league will look at all these kind of things. I didn't see the outdoor game. I know that will shock you that you wouldn't all be focused on the Leafs games. Oh. <laughs> Probably had a pre-scout for those pesky Florida Panthers. Um, so I can't comment on that. Everybody seemed to survive that, the tangle up behind the net. I think we've been on the other side of the ledger enough. Oh, I didn't like any of that. That made me angry. I didn't like any of the Marie stuff there. The... Toronto jab, the pesky Florida Panthers comments that everyone survived the tangle up just fine, which they did not. A serious injury to a young man's brain. Mm -hmm. And the last part in particular, which I think we've been on the other side of the ledger enough. I don't get that. I think we've been on the other side of the ledger. Is it just that they're getting more penalties called? Yes. That's what he means? Yeah, he means that they have had calls go against them where he thinks they shouldn't. You know, we got the 5-1 clip or whatever it is. All right, you know what? I'm there. I hate his guts. All right. Two games. Yeah, Who I had hate, two games? I, I hate his guts. I do too. That's <laughs> Just right now, by the way. I know he's a lovely no, no, guy. He's, I am told, the, but... he's a spectacular dude. And like, <laughs> sure, he coached the Leafs. He was great. And like, you know, I've Re- loved you in years re- past. Ready to hit him. Right now? Yeah. Not a fan of the man. <laughs> not a fan. Uh, I think the, my biggest complaint, you know, you, we're not the ref show. And so we no. won't do it for too long. No. But my biggest complaint is penalties are three nothing for mm. the Leafs. Yeah. The score is 2-1 for the Leafs, so the refs stopped. will not they stopped. call penalties ledger. as they happen. There was at least four to five infractions in between that time. And they're like, we can't be no. the... Was it uh, Ralphie, I guess, on the radio made some comment like, you know, Florida's gonna, not going to get called for anything that doesn't involve an axe, was Jim's line. <laughs> God, <laughs> ledger. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just... It's... The refing game management thing, it's it's a it's a real sticking point for a lot of people. And yeah. I don't think it's the time or place to necessarily discuss that. Yeah. But it is frustrating when you know the whistles go away. Yeah. And I will say they missed a few on the Leafs too after that moment. Like mm-hmm. I thought the Leafs could have gotten out of that game with more than one penalty as well. Yeah. But they gotta have to rise above it. I think the bigger question here is Sergei Bobrovsky, mm-hmm. who I've had this. Have you had the graph sent to you yet? Uh, yeah, you sent it. Yeah, he has had his best two game stretch in any point of any season with the Florida Panthers. These last two games. Oh, I haven't seen that graph with goals above expected. Oh, I've just seen well, the goals sorry, above save, expected. Saves above expected. Right, I should save. say so, goals saved above expected. It's been his best two game stretch of his Florida Great. Panthers That's career. Awesome. Is That's it? awesome. So last night. We did, I don't know, I shouldn't reference it a thousand times, but we did do Leafs Talk. And the first thing that I talked about, my takeaway from last night, which you can read my article on, which should be up right now, is, is the idea that the Leafs had two rebound chances last night. 
just two, mm-hmm. and, you know, out of their 25 slot shots. And, you know, Florida has some butchers, as you like yes. to say. You Absolute know, butchers. Like Gudis, butcher. Yeah. You know, uh, what's Stahl. his name? Stahl's a butcher. Ekblad, Ekblad butcher. Yeah. So standing in front of their net's not as fun as standing in against Perbix and Cole and yeah. uh, whoever else they had. I forget that series. Yeah. But not it as... Like, it honestly feels like a lifetime. Ago. I know. It's a different world. Yeah. So it's not as fun to be there, and now they need to be there. I have felt that the Leafs have been very happy to play this sort of trade opportunities. The, the Leafs out uh, had eight odd man rushes to Florida's two last night. It's going to come down to now you have to treat Bobrovsky like you thought he was Vasilevsky. Screens, rebounds, fall on him. The play has to all happen directly in front of him because he's just he's playing too well right now. Yeah, that's. I still feel like they are filtering it a lot from the point, but like Kipper alluded to there, and like you've said. They really are doing a great job of clearing the front of the net. Yeah, and, it's one and done. And Maurice clearly would have scouted that series in his, you know, 10 minutes between series that they got. Mm-hmm. He would have been looking at, hey, we can't let this happen to us. We have to let our goalie see it. And they're doing a great job of it. And frankly, in the playoffs, they're getting away with murder in front of the net, which is yeah. what happens. Like, yeah. I mean, like you're cross checking, you're bodying people, you're slamming people's heads into the ice without any suspensions or whatever. <laughs> so they're getting away with murder and they know the line. And frankly, when you have a league where there's uh, the the management or the game management or whatever, yeah. you know, once you get a few penalties in a row, your ability to clear the front of the net. You say it with, as a coach. Yeah, as a coach, like, you go in the room, you're like, listen, we got a little bit of leeway. It's yeah, called four on us yeah, here. You know? not, we're not getting five in a row called on yeah. us. So go out there and clear the front of the net. Yeah. And don't be afraid to use your stick. Don't be afraid to knock some guys down. Like that's part of it. And I, that's playoff hockey. I understand it. So. I really, it, we talked about it, but God, you just got to bear down mm-hmm. and score a couple of those chances. Last yeah. Time. Well, like that's I, really what it comes down to. You're paid a lot of money yeah. and like you can talk about how good he was, but your guys who make $40 million combined, your big four, the whole thing that this is built around have to be able to convert some of their grade A's that they had. Last it's time. actually really funny because we spend a lot of time being like, you know, you you got to defend and be in your position and structure and whatever. Offense, you know, we, we don't, you can't really control offense. Great players do great things. It's sort of, yeah. you know, at some point, you have to have your feet held to the fire when you make 11 million bucks, yes. 10 million bucks, and, and you get grade A chances and you don't score. And for a lot of players to go, look, I'm getting these chances. Mm-hmm. They'll generally go in for yeah. me. I'm pretty good at that. Well, they need to go in now, and Tavares is probably who we're both talking about. Yeah. He gets that pass from below the goal line from Willie. Yes. You know, piece of pad, crossbar, and out, and it's this close, and he gets a breakaway, and it's this close, and we need one there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's you can talk about how close it is and how you're getting chances, but mm-hmm. you are elite, elite in front of the net, and you need to show it in a big game like that, and it's amazing how different the conversation would be. Yeah. Right? He, one of those goes in, two of those goes in, they win the game. You're talking about, like, that's why it's – such a cruel sport it in is. the playoffs. It's just that it's a, on a pay, nice edge. It is. And so one of the things that I, I mentioned in my article today was just like, we talk about how the Leafs put themselves in a position in round one to get lucky air mm-hmm. quotes. You know, you do the things that help you get lucky, which is you don't make big mistakes and give them other other team glaring chances, which keeps you in close games, which they've exclusively done in this series. Right. That's right. Made made those big mistakes. Um, you know, they you get in front and you tip pucks and you screen the goalie and hope you get lucky and he doesn't see one or it goes off your leg or whatever. Did that well in the first series. You put yourself in a position, people call it creating luck or whatever, and there is luck involved. But you put yourself in a position to be lucky enough 
you get lucky sometimes, and the Leafs have not put themselves in a position to get lucky because they've made the glaring mistakes, Mm -hmm. the turnovers, you know, not a huge problem. But against a team like this, they're going to burn you. Yeah, they they have some really skilled players. They they're have just sneaky good. For Heggie getting behind Lilligren last night again, yeah. like he gets behind you. That's what, they, and they talked. He talked about that Keith when yeah. they gave him the a breakaway. One, one guy, one guy. Yeah, and they did it again. Yeah. So I. The Florida Panthers lead the playoffs in goals within five seconds of a turnover. Two of them qualified last night, so they now have nine goals within five seconds of a turnover. Next best is Vegas with five. Toronto has two. Hmm. So, you know, they're a quick strike team. And so How is many Lo- does Florida have? Nine. Oh, my God. I know. They've only played eight games. No, I guess nine games. That's remarkable. It is. So... This is the, you know, you talk, Kipper talked about the minute and six seconds at the start of the second period, and you have that lull. And to me, they have the lull because they played so well in the first that they're okay. like, we're up 2 1. We got them now. Like, we're humming. And they were. They were. And so let's listen to Sheldon Keefe talk about how they came out to start that second period at the, the very first clip there, Brando. Disappointing and baffling. Disappointing, baffling, <laughs> frankly. Didn't mean to make those mistakes one time in the last series. Not once. I, I know you did, but you got bailed out. Yeah, you got bailed out, and I, I don't know because it's so hard to sit here and say two of your best guys on your team turning the puck over in the sweet spot is coaching. It'd be a really tough thing to say. Mm-hmm. But like, what is it with the starts to periods like that? Sometimes it ha- It seems does that happen to every team? We just watch the Leafs every night. Is it, but it just feels like it happens so often. Yeah. Like, I, is it a motivation thing? Is it like, what are you saying? For them? Like, I people don't, are sick of me saying this when it can be easy. And I just feel like that would be an opportunity where you're rolling and yeah. no, we got them now. You know, like we're at home. We're going to win the second game of seven, two, like we did last round. Yeah. And just took the pedal off or, you know, foot off the pedal a little bit. Nylander gets stripped who, by the way, we can talk about his game. I thought he was tremendous outside of that moment. Yeah. And, you know, Marner. Instead of skating it out of the zone, drop pass in the zone. Which end. he does all the time, so effectively. Yeah. Put Matthews in a tough spot. Matthews, instead of just trying to do something safe with it, try to make a cute chip. And- it's a weird play that he made. Just yeah. shot it right into his gut and yeah. goes back the other way. So if I were going to ask you to, let's just say, power rank the problems here. Mm-hmm. Going down 2 nothing, going to Florida. Because I think it's been pretty clear that the Leafs have been the better team through both of these games. I think they yeah. obviously Tampa. Was, I'm sorry, Florida was better in the first game, but last night there's no question. What do you think? What's the first thing that worries you, other than being down two? Well, I guess that's maybe it. No, the first thing that worries me is the goalie duel, mm-hmm. which is not just that Bobrovsky's playing really well, but Samsonov's making a lot of saves. But if every game there's one that makes you go ugh. It's really tough to win. Yeah. And so he has proven to be an ugh guy once in a while here in the postseason. And I just am worried that the Leafs can play great. But if he gives them the ugh every night, it's trouble. I hate, I do hate the goalie conversation because I feel helpless. Little, I feel like it's a, <laughs> eh, that. And I feel like it is a little bit of low hanging fruit. It is. For sports fans and hockey fans in general to be like, ah, stop the puck goalie. Blame the goalie. Yeah. And you know, he's screened on that second one a little bit. And it's a bit of a, the flutter, Barkov one. it's a bit of a flutter puck drops a bit on no. him, but it's just, I, it's, I understand, but I'm just not, it's stop it. gotta be saved. Yeah. 
he has let, what did I say that he's let in so far in eight games? The 26? Uh, 26 goals, yeah. He's, but, like, I don't he, fault him for the cross-ice Forsling no, no, goal. No, I don't. But he's... Oh, not, and the, or the other one, the behind-the-net Tavares fall, Lilligren's bad reverse, yada, yada. Still has to be better. Yeah. And it's pretty clear here that last series he was playing against a goalie who there's some quotes coming out that saying he wasn't 100%. You know, he's fighting it. He's played a lot of hockey. He was a better goalie in the last series. But that yeah. it wasn't hard to be the best goalie in that other series because no. Vasilevsky killed the lightning he was terrible do you think samsonov cares that bobrovsky's playing well uh why don't we hear the (laughs) clip from samsonov on uh what he thinks about uh sergey bobrovsky oh we don't have it we don't have it apparently but uh i will tell you that the clip from samsonov is very short and he says um i don't give a effort yeah I, i don't care he's doing his work i'm doing mine it's essentially the whole quote and i love that answer I'm just digging up the quote here as I have it on my computer. I don't know where that went. Anyways. Do you, do you not love that answer, though, from him? Just being like, don't care. Can, don't care at all. Trust tree time? Let's have it. I liked it last night. The more I think about it, uh, I'm just putting it in for Derek to play it here. Okay. Because I think it's good just to hear the tone of voice. It's in shows, Derek. If you want to play it there, it should show up now. I he didn't love it. Why? Because you should give a F. I don't know. You should give an F. And you should elevate your game. You have to elevate your game. You're the goalie. That's the one thing you can control is being better than the other goalie. And, you know, you should give an F about how he's playing. Give a f- yeah, there it is. <laughs> give, us, give it to us again. I don't give a f- Yeah, okay. And uh, Mark Masters followed up by being like, why, Why not? not? <laughs> I know. I, and he what said, an awful line. And he said, and he, said uh, he has my, his work. I have my work. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I don't think it's... I'm doing my work. He's doing his work. I don't think it's Samsonov's job to be like, it's pretty incredible. He's doing great. You know, the old Tim Thomas to Luongo. It's not my job to pump his tires. Like, I'm fine with Samsonov being... I'm going to stay in my lane. Yeah, I guess. But I do think that he should care. Yeah. No, it's like playing match play. And it's like... You know, do you care that the other golfer's playing great? No, you should. Yeah, you probably you, you should. You have to adjust your game yeah. a bit here. You might have to, <laughs> make you know, make one birdies. or two pots. Yeah. So I just, I do have worries about the goaltending. So if I'm going to power rank that, eh, I don't want to say it's one, but it's it's heading towards one. Yeah. I think the lack of ability to finish on Bobrovsky and the, the not putting in the chances would be pretty high on the list, too. So that's my net front and scoring is, yeah. is two on my list, yeah. which is tied to this, obviously. Yeah. Which is just they haven't, they haven't lived it. in that area the same way. The last game they won against Tampa, they had five scoring chances off rebounds. You know, they haven't had yeah. that in this series yet against Florida. So, And I think one that is kind of maybe not going untalked about. Everything's talked about closely here, but just the defensive depth is... Also on my list. A big worry to me. Lilligren here. and Gio as a pair. Bad. Struggle fish. They're bad. Yeah. And you put Hall with Gio and it's been bad. And you're going to put in Gustafson into this series against a really high-flying offensive team who's really good on the forecheck. Well, that's the thing. You're up one goal. Do you want to put Gio or Gustafson over the boards? Not a, It's obviously Gio in that situation. Yeah, they have a lot of, like, okay guys outside of Morgan Riley. And I know not every team has six really good defensemen. Mm. In fact, no team has six really good defensemen. But I do feel... Especially Florida. Especially Florida. (laughs) But I do feel like it's really sort of 
manifesting itself here in a big concern with, you know, Brody and McCabe not playing up to their usual standard is a huge issue for the Leafs. The yeah. Leafs need those guys to be really good for them to win this series or go further or want to win a cup. Yeah. You're going to need that your top shutdown pair to look like it. I thought they were better last night, I guess, but McCabe makes the error like like Kipper said, and he's supposed to be. Yeah. Shen and Riley have been great. There's nothing you can say about them. They've done what you need them to do. They've been good, but, man, the defensive warts have been worrying me. Yeah, I would say the biggest one, so... You know, Lilligren going back on pucks, when you see a four-checker within a stick length of him and you're going back on pucks, mm-hmm. I feel like as a viewer, I can be like, this puck's about to get stopped. Yeah. And you know what I mean by stopped? Like, just not moved off the boards or moved across. Yeah. Or bro- it's just, it's they're going to be in a puck battle because he just, he, he's panicking with the pressure behind him and not able to make a play with it. And so... That's a big problem because now anything in his corner feels like it's a Florida possession. Yeah. And they really killed him on the forecheck last night. Yeah. And they, I mean, one of their goals comes straight off of that. And yeah. I don't really know what he's going to do in that play. Like he gets buried, puck comes off his stick. I guess make a quicker decision. Geo is, is on the board side. If he just wants a little chip up the boards and he reverses it behind your own net, which already a dangerous play yeah. coaches tell you not to make. And Tavares blows False. a little shoe and then False. Geo's caught out of position because who would have anticipated that? Yeah. It's just a this comedy of errors. Worst case scenario, yes. like in all regards. And Samsonov, like our, the whole thing could not have gone worse. That's a great pass. It's a great pass. It's a great they, pass. They executed on it. They took advantage of a, an opportunity. And that, you can say that for Florida, is they took advantage of their chances last night. So looking ahead to, I mean, do you want to hear from Keith today? Yes. Talked, to, talked about uh, Giordano. Uh, we, he, he did a little Zoom today. Nice little throwback to uh, COVID <laughs> times, which I really loved him doing a Zoom meeting. So uh, if we get Keith on Giordano. Obviously, the, the Giordano and Hall pairing was one that uh, didn't play, you know, to the, to the level that it established itself, both in last season's playoffs and in the regular season. Uh, so we changed the chemistry up there a little bit and, and feel like uh, we've, we had some some uh, some good shifts and good results in game one. Uh, those weren't the same in game two. Um, uh, you know, again, you know, with each individual player, you look at their game, you look at a lot of things that are happening around them as well. But, uh, you know, it's with all our players and certainly being down two in a series, I think, it, you know, we'll look at everything, we'll discuss everything, and we do have time here for, for rest and recovery and practice and all the things that normally you're not afforded uh, in, a, in, the, in a playoff series. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at some things there and, and see how that impacts uh, Gio and the rest of our group. He no. he did mention Gio at the end there on his own. Sounds like eleven and seven to me. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the right spot to have that conversation. Nyes is out, so you don't have to sit anyone. Lafferty, I thought was useful. Yeah, good forecheck. Yeah. Uh, contributed to the first goal. So I don't think Aston Reese goes in. I think it's Hall's going in. Hall's dressing next game for sure. Yes, yeah. for sure. So it's just a matter of if Lilligren comes out. There's a world to me where Lilligren comes out, Hall, Hall and Gustafson, and Gustafson yeah. go in. And, you know, see if, if you're behind chasing the game, you see a lot more Gustafson um, protecting a lead. You see a lot more Geo. And then, you know, you're going to see a lot of Matthews and Marner and different, especially on the road where they can't match you. You love being able to say, okay, you know, Marner's getting a shift with Camp and Kerfoot or something. Yeah. Which happened with two minutes left in the game last night, which I didn't. People didn't like it, but I thought the fourth line was so good for them last night that I could, I was fine with giving everyone a breather. Um, and I just, the Geo thing, I can understand from their perspective. 
and in a vacuum and us sitting here on the radio, it's so easy to be like, take Gio out. I know. It's like he's been bad. Yeah. Like we can all sit here and have a real conversation about how his speed. Could not respect the man anymore. His feet, no good. His gap control is struggling to break the puck out. He's icing it three times a game. It hasn't been good. Yeah. But on the team side of this, where you're with the guys every day, what he's meant to this team, what he means to the roster, what he Leader, means to Leader, does and, the right things. I just, I would like him to come out of the lineup. I, and I love the guy. The, but he's just not going to. But you know what? He, for him, the Leafs play two day games in the next seven days. Yeah. Which is wild. So. I know. They play in three days, then three days, then they'll have a game all, or day off, and then two days. So you're looking at the next week, they're going to play twice. Mm. It's going to play, it's going to help him. It's going to help older guys like Tavares and O'Reilly. Like the, the, I don't think anyone matters on Florida who's old. You know, Eric Stahl, whatever. Yeah, he plays four minutes a night. Yeah, Mark Stahl, sure, is he old now? Whatever. You know, maybe it helps him a I, bit. But. I think if you're looking, and I am searching and digging for every positive possible going into a series where you're down 2-0 going on the road, I think the day off here actually really could work in favor of the Leafs for some of the reasons you just put out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it gives a couple days for the narrative to change. Yep. For, like, we talk about how the Leafs perform better when they're in trouble, when they have had a little whack on the wrist. Yes. And they're going to be dogged for two days here, mm-hmm. full days, of them hearing about how, like, oh, they're second-round curses here now. Like yeah. it's And I think it gives them a chance to kind of regroup, have a day off like he was saying today, get down there, practice actually i bet you they don't even they don't go until saturday evening yeah they probably practice here tomorrow morning fly out and then have the game sunday i doubt they're going down early today but i don't think you're you're looking to give the boys an extra day on the beach this time correct yeah uh i also think that it gives a little bit of a chance for this unbelievable cat's momentum to kind of peter out a little bit yeah where they've been on the road they play in every other night they're in these really high intensity games where it's just like do it's been do or die for them for yeah how long now like yeah. a week and a half like they've played how many games in the last ten days it feels like they've played every right. other night they go down there they're like we're up to nothing we're fine they kind of have a let off and the Leafs can get back into this series I do think that there's a chance for their momentum to run out a little it's like bit. running in the city you run for five k and then you hit a traffic light and you have to stop and just like. I think I'm just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm just going to. I don't think I'm going to start I again. I got a slice of pizza and walk home. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to keep running. But, like, I don't, it's a very, you know, very narrative-y, mojo kind of conversation. So? But there's no way that doesn't play into this a little bit where there's, a, like, you switch it over onto their side, the self-satisfaction. Yeah. There's no, like, it's human nature. Yeah. That can creep in, and the Leafs have to take advantage of that going down there where they have their back against the wall, and the Cats have a little bit of, they have a chance to take their foot off the gas a little bit. It'd be interesting to be on the bus with those guys or on the plane, whatever, and hear how they talk about this Leafs team because, let's be real, they got pumped last game. Yes. And they're getting blown up too. Like, guys, there's some big yeah, hits out there. it's not like it's soft hockey for yeah, them. Yeah, like, they're, I don't think they're sitting there going, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, like, they're, we stole some, some yeah. wins up there. Yeah, so I'm just... I think it's a really blessing in disguise for them to have the extra day. Yeah. And just listen to the listen to the radio a little bit, fellas. For sure. Read the you know when you don't you tell people not to read the press clippings? Read them. Yeah. See what people read are saying how it's about different you. this year for you and how easy it's going to be now. I This this is not if they go down there they lose 
on Sunday, and they go out three zip, and if they, you know, God forbid the brooms come out. This is this conversation is not going to be like, oh well, they did it. Mm-hmm. This conversation, like jobs, are still going to be on the line here. Well, I said I said as much earlier that you know the first round thing was imperative for Keith for Dubas whatever yeah. for Leafs Nation. If you beat the 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 Lightning, then you'll get swept by Florida. I don't know how it's better. Is it? Oh, it's better. But is it how much better? It's not. It's not that much better. So, I mean, listen, Florida blew their team up last year after the exact same thing happened. Yeah, second round coach sweep. is gone. See ya. You know, their star players traded. See ya. Everything, which was what a great trade by Bill Zito. Great trade. Unbelievable trade. And people made fun of him for that trade. And that was, they got by far the best player in that trade. And it was an amazing sure trade. Sure looks good now. I know we, we have one thing to do. Yeah. Do you want to do Nylander later? Because no, we got to no, talk about no, it. No, wait, let's, let's, do, let's do Nylander now. My two cents, I just, I was really hard on him in the first game uh, without the puck. I thought he was the best player on the ice last night. I know yeah. he had the turnover. His in zone entries and not just like the numbers of times he did it, the control, the plays he made. He set the Varas up three times. He walked in and took shots. He was dominant for me last you night. You want to hear his head coach talk about I that? Very today? much do. Okay, there we go. Keith on Willie. Well, in the third period, William was the was a dominant player. He was the best player on the ice for either team by a mile, I thought. Uh, really took control of the game. And was, you know, created a number of looks for he and his line mates. Uh, obviously, was unable to get it to go over the line for us. That That is the next step and obviously the ultimate goal. But the way that William took charge of the game in the third period is, is obviously shows what he's capable of doing and what we need more of. That, That's it, what pisses people off about Willie. I was Willie. just going to say, if I'm Keith watching that third period, I'm not happy. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad. It's like, where have you been? Right. You've That guy dominated i don't know <laughs> no one else got to play no he had the puck the entire time he was on like the ice watching my six-year-old when there's this one select kid that has it the whole game i'm like can we get him out of here so everyone else can play because <laughs> someone pass it <laughs> yeah. like, he just dominated yeah. and he haven't like even in the first round he was good and for, for stretches yeah but that whatever how many minutes he played in the third period eight minutes of hockey he played in the third period was by far his best hockey when he's gone he's gone right when he's and going he's he going. going so you really hope that heading down to Florida, you get that again. Because I, if you get that again, you probably win game three. I would guarantee it. You see another oh. winning game like that, they'll win game three. Okay. I promised Mess I wouldn't do this. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Guaranteeing. All right. Uh, it's time for Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. So <laughs> I do my little check-ins. I, I bet all my money on Florida in game three. Okay. <laughs> my so family's in peril. I... <laughs> I am I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I am rich. About the family. I am rich off the Panthers. You are. I am chock you full of money. You been hedging from game one and two? Yeah, I did. So early to get hedgy. I wouldn't have. Like, I mean, I can tell the story about how I obviously hedged big time on Tampa going into game six. Yes. So I hedged big time. Yeah. Like, more than I'd be willing to tell my mom how much I died. <laughs> like, I hedged a lot. Okay. And, then, and then I um, went into overtime. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm doubling down on this hedge. And so then I was like, oh, well, I lost. I didn't even look at my account. Did not care. Did not think about it, obviously. Went in on Monday to check my, to check the odds for our segment. Yeah. And I had more money than I expected. I was like, what the hell? I accidentally bet on the Leafs going into overtime. So not only did the Leafs get the win, he missed bet on the yes. Leafs and cashed. Yeah, and I cashed. So <laughs> I had more money than I expected. So I was like, okay, well, more money than expected. I'm going to go for game one hedge here. Obviously hit. 
well, got a lot of money in my account. I'm going to go for a hedge again. I now have more money in the All right, money. well, you need to... The cats are making Pull some of that out and not just keep piling it well, on because at least so, they're going to win a hockey match here. Eh, we'll see. At some point. So I looked at the, the cup favorites. <laughs> I, I looked at the cup favorites. They are now the Florida Panthers are the cup favorite. Baffled. Dis, what is the other? Disappointed and baffled to hear that. How could... I think it's valid. Yeah, how could you there's, not? There's some there's some juice. You can, they just, the narrative is very nice. They, and they trade to become like a heavier team, and, and they just beat the Bruins. Yeah, they won two. They won how many games in the row? They won five. They yeah. won five games in a row against Boston and Toronto, four of which were on the road. Yeah, I think that's a valid. And so the Leafs now have gone down to plus eight hundred, the second worst odds. Tempting. Nice. Nah, Oh, I'm tempted. And the worst odds, of course, is the Seattle Kraken at plus 1350. Even though they're 1-1. They got no belief in the poor squids. Um, No players in the top 50 in the league. So next thing is the Panthers' odds. This is what made me sad. I looked at, like, the Panthers' odds after game four, like the series score after game four. Panthers' to sweep is down to plus 310. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't touch that. That's scary. Yeah. Seeing a number that low. You look at that number and you're hoping it to be, like, Plus 1,100? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's plus 300. They think it's kind of likely. I got to, you know, as a player, you know, I've played in, you know, for, I would say, 10 good years of playoff runs where you have a moment. I won the championship one of those 10 years, but you have a moment in all the other years. You're like, oh, yeah. You know, like we're in the third period where this is. We're in trouble. Like my, <laughs> you suddenly have the first thought of summer vacation. Yeah. Truly, like on the bench, you're like, God, what am I going to do? You know, like, all right, back in the game. Oh, yeah. But like, I just, as you were reading me that, I had my first like, God, the Leafs are almost out. Like, what yeah. does that do for the show? Okay, all right. Willie, uh, Willie's already thinking about the world championship. All right. And the last one for you here. Uh, I feel like the Devils bounce back tonight, which I kind of do. And Andre Palat scored a lot of big goals for them. Yes. So a little same game parlay I cooked up. Palat goal. Jack Hughes with Jack Hughes with two points and the Devils to win is ten to one. Ten to one. So there you go. That's a little long money, shot money, bet money, if you're money. looking for something on a Friday. All right. And that was playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. And that was our first segment. We will be back after the break. We're going to talk with Mike Rupp and Justin Cuthbert, our morning show host. Looking forward to that. So we'll get started with Rupper after the break. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to Real Kipper and Born. Uh, we're going to be join, joined momentarily by Mike Rupp, NHL Network analyst, former NHLer, 609 games, and Stanley Cup champion. Did I say this on air already about Simmons? No. Oh, the, the amount of people in my mentions be like, get Simmons in there, get Bennett. Get this Simmons is, in there? He's played in a month. It's the fastest team. Like, you have 11 forwards, <laughs> and one of them's going to be Simmons. How many minutes is he going to play? Three? Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, love and respect of for course. Wayne Simmons in his career. But Nothing this, but. This, this ain't the time. Like, what is Bennett going to give him that fight? Like, I was, no. Bennett's going to look at him and be like, yeah, right, pal. Yeah, I'm <laughs> busy playing yeah, in the like, series. I play the top line? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that that's not a worthwhile suggestion. I, I get being unhinged. I've been unhinged many times in my life. That is an unhinged take from Leaf fans today. I was actually uh, going to get your take on on something that's really going under the radar because he's not a huge piece that they rely on, but David Camp's not been, nice. been anything. 
No, they're they're not getting a ton. Like it's kind of the same thing happening. They're not getting a ton ton from like except old Flex Seal. Yeah, All Star. That was a great goal last yeah, night. Nice. Trying to empty that. Hayton, you know, I said they had two rebound chances. There's one. Yeah, I know. But they're just not getting a ton from a lot of guys. Yeah, it comes down to like Yarn Crocs giving them nothing. Well, I am curious. You know, we talked a little bit last night about uh, time on ice. Um, Yarn Croc played what eight minutes or something Under, last night? Seven twenty. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. So. Uh, I believe we have uh, Mike Rupp. Rupp, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. good. We're doing good. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, I catfished Rupp. I didn't tell him Kipper wasn't here today. So oh, really? Stuck with me. I catfished him. Oh, Sorry, tough Rupper. bounce, Rupper. We got Sam McKee <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the glass hey, today. It's okay. It, it's all. It's all good. I uh, I was a little. I was a little slippery yesterday. I was supposed to be on with you guys, so I apologize uh, for that. So uh, glad to connect here today. No, uh, for sure. And we really appreciate your time. You know, we. We really wanted to get your take on what's going on here uh, up in Toronto where, you know, the team finds itself down 0-2 to the Florida Panthers. Um, you know, Leafs hum around pretty good last night, but wound up on the wrong side of the result. What are your thoughts on the uh, the early games in Florida and Toronto? Um, I mean, I, from the Panthers' standpoint, it's um, – they've – they're fierce right now, right? Yeah. Like, they're forecheck, they're pressure game. I mean, they're they're – they're kind of getting back to a little bit of hockey one oh one and, and it's all about forecheck and we're seeing the same thing in the, the Western Conference with Seattle as far as uh, just kind of just disrupting things by just everybody being on the same page and, and, and around that forecheck. I mean, the game's changed a lot of ways, but a good hard forecheck where everyone's connected, it's it could do a lot of damage and, and create some turnovers. So um I got to give them a ton of credit. I think they've been playing a, a great blend of hockey that we've seen over the last number of weeks. Um, but from the Toronto standpoint, like I, I get it. It's bad going down. Oh, two going to South Florida. I don't find it to be all doom and gloom. A lot of these things, and especially in game two yesterday, like these are controllable things. You just, I, they just, their puck management's got to be better. And uh, I mean, it's just, they're getting chances. I mean, I don't think that if you're, we always we always talk about it in hockey, right? Like if you're not getting the chances, that's when you're concerned. If that's individually or collectively, they're getting chances. I mean, they're still a great skilled team that can turn things around. I I, I think they do in this series. I, I don't see this to um, at some point they're going to break through offensively. And uh, but I they they got to stop shooting themselves in the foot, you know. And I find that that the game management has been a little bit of an issue so far in this series. Yeah, it's probably the number one thing, Rupper, and. It- to me, the Florida Panthers are just the perfect, you know, exemplification. That's a big word for me there of momentum in the playoffs. It's just the way that they're rolling right now it, to them and the way they're talking in postgame media scrums and the way they're talking in pregame stuff and the way they play on the ice. They just kind of feel like they don't think anything can go wrong for them right now. Is that you, you feel that with them, too? Yeah, you know, and, and it, it kind of gives me a little bit of uh uh, a little bit of PTSD with uh, back in my career with uh, 2012 when I was at the Rangers. And all season long, we were a top-end team. We were battling out with Van for the President's Trophy, and we played New Jersey in the in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. And for six months, seven months, I mean, we were absolutely by far a better team than them. But at that juncture of the season, in the playoffs, they just were rolling, and on playoff hockey, it's weird because players we see individually that aren't probably someone that would maybe 
I don't know, scare you as far as the lineup goes with really kind of hurting you in the way they play um, with just even offensively or, or anyway, right? Like you don't pay attention to certain players. And all of a sudden, this player is like a factor every shift, every game. And it's just when teams get rolling like that, it's dangerous. And and again, use those same words I used before, connected, you know, united. I, everything they're doing is it, it just kind of rolls. And it's like you know what the shift's going to look like before you get out there. And um, that that's just that's playoff hockey. That's whenever we see some of these Cinderella, I guess, stories. It, it's stuff like that. So um, yeah, it just seems like they've kind of gone the, the playing the right brand of hockey at the right time, just like the Devils did back in 2012. And um, it's it's tough, but you know it's it's not uh, it's not unbreakable. You know, I think that it's just you, you got to make sure that you're not giving them any free passes. They got to earn everything. And at the end of the day, if you lose to that. Yeah, it still stings, but at least you can kind of tip your cap to that. But uh, I think sometimes the frustration sets in. Like you sit there and think, "Well, we are, we know we're better than them." And then you start getting out of character, out of character a little bit. You start overstretching yourself, and I think that's the slippery slope this Leafs team is going to have to deal with. So I want to get your take on this, Robert, because you've played in a ton of NHL playoff games with the road versus home record stuff that's happening right now, and it's unprecedented. I think the through the first couple rounds of this playoffs, how many teams are winning on the road? But what is it like? Did you prefer being on the road? Prefer being at home? Like, what do you think it is about that that's so weird this year? I love playing at home um, in the playoffs. Uh, there's nothing like it. I mean, that's what you remember the most as far as the energy, the uh, all those things. Uh, but I, I, I do think that at times it's it's hard to funnel your emotions the right way. I think that there's teams in the playoffs this year that have gotten into penalty trouble in games like that because you, you you're all jacked up you're you're feeding off the crowd it's home it's everything is is escalated and sometimes that there's a little bit of a power struggle i think in your brain of what what's right and what you you just want to flow with right and go with and uh um so i, I like playing at home obviously more in the, in the playoffs but the road seemed to be a little easier because mm-hmm you're going and, and you're just consumed with, I mean, everything is revolving around it. It is at home too, but there's, I, I hate to use family as distra- distractions. <laughs> I mean, it's your family, but you're not so, you're not so, uh, you know, you're in a, you're in a little, little cocoon when you're on the road in the playoffs. And it's like, you're watching other playoff games on your nights off. You're eating together. You're, you know, getting extra work with your, with the trainers, you're, um, everything is geared around getting rest for your game, and it's just focusing on on it and kind of owning in. So I found that it was a little bit easier. And plus, you're not supposed to have success on the road. It's it's a little easier, less pressure. So I don't know why this year's numbers are so crazy. I don't know what to kind of put on that. But you know, just when I played, I, I put it this way: I love starting series on the road because I feel like it allows you to kind of there's no pressure there, and you can also kind of you know, get a big win. If you get a big win on the road in the first two games, like I feel like that changes everything. For sure. And, you know, one thing that makes a big swing is just like a couple of bounces can go a long way. You're on the road. You don't have to be the better team, but you lock one or two in. All of a sudden you're feeling good, pretty good about yourself. You know, I I sometimes feel like I straddle two camps because I'm into analytics and numbers and all that. And I can tell you that the Leafs have outchanced and outperformed and should score and yada, yada the last few games. But I also played in the minors and have been told my whole life about earning your luck. And the Leafs have been unlucky in the first couple games. Where do you weigh in on how you earn your luck and if you can even earn luck? 
Um, yeah, no, I think you can. I mean, that's uh, obviously when we always say that you can you earn your bounces or you, you 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 play the right way, you're going to get the bounces. I mean, clearly it, that that's not a proven thing. Like we just think that way. Like you just continue to do the right things. Eventually, yeah. it's going to go for you. Uh, but I think a lot of times it's um, in the playoffs. You can you can be feeling good about yourself. The, the numbers could speak to feeling good about your team game as far as even I, shot volume, which I hope we're at a stage in, in our hockey uh, view uh, consumerism now where we don't put so much onus on shots on goal. I think mm-hmm. we've learned now where the shots are coming from and all those things like those things really matter. Um, but it, it's about get, getting to that middle of the ice. And I think that's where, you feel like you can earn the bounces because you can you can shoot the puck. You can get seventy five shots on goal in a game, and if they're from the outside, I mean, you might score one or two, zero. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got to get to those areas. We see so many going off of the opponent's skates. You know, we get double deflections. I mean, that's where you earn bounces. You keep going to those areas and battling for that that part of the ice, and that's where I think you can earn some bounces. So I want to ask you about Matthew Kachuk and what we've seen out of him here because the Toronto media has been all over him in terms of propping him up. And I don't know if you saw Maurice yesterday, but he said they're not the best line in the history of hockey. But I think this guy has really sort of elevated himself into the conversation of one of the elite elite. Like, I think he was before, but what this playoff run has done for him so far, like, I think at the, you know, remember when we all said that, oh, is Claude Giroux better than Sidney Crosby? Remember when we all had that conversation, that one playoff run? Yes. Like, I really do feel that there's going to be some people saying that he is one of the top five guys in the league when it's all said and done if they do get past the Leafs. Yeah, so I don't know how you measure this, but this is how my brain works. Is uh, We all would probably agree Connor McDavid's the most talented player in the NHL in the yes, world. Agreed, yeah. Um, you know, you can go on and on, argue who's number two and all those all those great things. But for me, there's like this fake category of um, top players that influence the game. And uh, like that, does, that, that doesn't mean in general. That means every single night ways that that player can influence the game to win. I think a perfect example of that is how highly regarded Patrice Bergeron's been in his career. Mm-hmm. Now, Patrice Bergeron's not a 100-point guy. He's not a 120-guy. Like, he's not going to hang up there. With it. But as far as influencing the game and his – prime years like i mean he influenced it just as well as anybody else um matt kachuk obviously can get the 100 plus points but he influences it in so many other ways another guy to go back to boston that i've kind of thrown in this category over the years is i felt like a brad marchand influences games every single night as so if you were to say all right on this any given night brad marchand was a prime factor of his team winning this game I put his numbers, he, he'd be uh, influencing games for the Boston Bruins, almost like Connor McDavid in Edmonton. Totally different ways in doing it, but it just it could be his penalty killing. It could be his block shots. He could be getting under the skin. It could be drawing penalties. It could be scoring. I mean, this guy, he, he, it just his, his energy he brings. That's kind of like Matthew Kachuk for me. Like, he, 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 he can put up four points. Doesn't need to. He could still be the best player on the ice and have zero points. So uh, that's a unique blend, and in that kind of uh, mystical category for me. I mean, he, he influences games just as much as any other player in the National Hockey League. What's a complaint here is that the superstars, a guy like Nylander, you know, like he'll be nowhere to be seen for 10 games and amazing, or Marner, you know, you think he's, he's had some pretty good quiet runs here in the playoffs um, and not able to impact the game all the time. Someone like a Chuck then, if you're defending a guy like that or playing against them, how do you 
shut them down. You know, I asked this to Kipper yesterday, but like more engagement or less? I would think less. I would yeah. think it's one of those guys that you you want to, I guess, sleep. I don't know if Matthew Kachuk will ever sleep, but um, I don't think you want to, you know, those are the type of players that um, when they want to engage you verbally or physically, don't do it. I think that you, that's the only way because he, he gets stronger in those moments and he gets, he, he's able to do more. Um, you know, I, I don't, he, he, but that's the, the crazy thing about it. Okay. Maybe he feels that. So he backs off that a little bit. And then he, again, this is a, a player that I thought last year, him getting his hundred points, he wasn't going to be able to do that again because he was on the best line in hockey last season in, in Calgary. And he had a better season this year, right? Like I, I don't, I don't understand it. And, um, he he can do it other ways, and uh, but yeah, I think you gotta, you know, you don't want to play his type of game like that. Um, it's it's you try to kind of ignore it and move on, but I think it's hard because then he'll just turn and do something else. No kidding. Well, Rapper, we really appreciate your insight on all this stuff. We're looking forward to see if they can uh, figure him and Bobrovsky out in the games ahead. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Rapper. All right, thanks, fellas. Thanks so much. That is Mike Rupp, NHL analyst for NHL Network. There he goes. Doink. Doink. Um, 15 points in nine games so far for Matthew Kachuk. You know what's funny, though? Do you have his Elite Prospects page open? Is that what you're looking at? I'm, I'm, just, looking at his, uh, I'm just looking at his hockey. Hockey DB. Yeah, it has his playoff stats, though, year by year. Yeah, this is by far his best Typically, year. has not been a great playoff performer. Yeah. And I remember the year they lost to the Oilers. He was bad last year. Was it last year? Yeah, he scored in the first game, and then he didn't score again or and have a quiet. point. quiet. Like, you know, Rupper talked about, like, his ability to impact the play. He just kind of stopped playing. To be fair, they were pretty overwhelmed in that series. They were, but against... all, and maybe he's a foot out the door yeah. as well. Yeah. Which, not a good compliment to any player, I no. don't think, if you let that lead into your game, but. No, I like it. He had 40, you know, 110 points this year. Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the, like I said to you yesterday. The word that comes to mind for him, and he was like it again last night. It's just he's relentless. Mm-hmm. There's never a shift where he's just like not breathing down your throat. And I think Rupper, I asked that question, and I don't think he could have laid it out any better than he did in terms of guys that just influence the games in different ways. For right? sure. And I think of you know who I th- like. I actually don't put him in the class, obviously of. um of Kachuk, but a guy like that is Kalorn to me. Yeah. In Tampa where just he went long stretches yeah. without scoring, but you're just like, God, this guy is really annoying. Yeah. He's in your face. He's on top of the goal. He's good defensively. He's all over the ice. To like, me, Matthews is the closest thing the Leafs have to that well, in that he can block elite, shots and win elite, puck battles. Defensively. And, yes. There's no question he is elite defensively. But he's not. He lacks the physical element that you're talking For about. Sure. Kalorn, Marchand, yeah. Kachuk, like that type of guy. Yeah, I guess maybe Ryan O'Reilly would be the closest to, yeah. to that. I want his finish on Marner's beautiful pass last night. Yeah, it's nice to see him score a goal, and it would have been really nice for that to be the winning goal in the yeah. hockey game. Like, certainly, certainly would have. You know, I do, not to circle back on the goaltending and, you know, beat up on it, but, like, yeah, they at least have scored two goals in three straight games, which is not nearly enough. They won one of those three games. Yeah. You know, at some, like, some playoff games are 2-1. Yeah, they won game six, 2-1. When Samsonov played great, there, that was enough. There's allowed to be low-scoring games. Yeah. And I think in a reverse, you know, and if we're going back to the space-time continuum here again that I referenced earlier, I think if you make that save on that flutter puck from the top of the circle, you get that save, you get a face-off, you kind of slow things down. 
there's a world where the Leafs win that game 2-1. Yeah. Because they really, really were great yeah. in all facets from that point on. So, sure. like, I know you got to score more than two goals usually to win a hockey game, but, like, you can win a game 2-1. Yeah, no, it's it's an option for sure. And it was as disheartening Sorry, as it was. Sammy to beat up. I hate no. beating up on him because he won them, like, he won them their first round in 20 years. Yeah. I know it's great. He was unbelievable. What have you six, done for like, me lately? But, yeah, but, like. Kind of want to go a little further. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, was, yeah, and he's the not first been very good in the first two games of the series. No, we Anyways. have lots to cover in the next block. I want to talk about more about knives. You got knives? Uh, oh, I pulled oh, the no. kipper. I pulled the kipper. We got more on knives. Yes. Um, and and we'll talk about that. We're going to be joined by Justin Cuthbert, host of our morning show here, which is exciting. And we're going to take questions. Uh, text fan 90 or just text five ninety five ninety. Yes. Text five ninety five ninety. Uh, your takes on this series, your takes on anything, your takes on life. I'll, I'll read anything for you. We got a couple of tweets too out there that people have responded 16,000 times to, which man, is good. People are engaged. Well, we are too. Well, I know we're engaged, but like, it's really opens my eyes to like, just not, I guess on a personal standpoint here. People care about the Leafs. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Everyone said all season, regular season doesn't matter. Regular season doesn't matter. And people treated it like it didn't. Yeah. And guess what? It's not the regular season. The fans have flipped the switch just yeah. like the Leafs have. We're playing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? people, so... people want Wayne Simmons in the lineup <laughs> yeah. to fight. Relax. <laughs> Anyways, well, right, we'll we, talk to Cuthbert. We will we'll talk to Cuthbert. Break it on down uh, after the break. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Welcome back to Real McKee and Bourne. The Real McKee. Oh, the real McKee, the real McCoy. Yeah, fantastic. I, I've been t- telling you about this. Having some cases of the olds here. Yeah. My back is killing me. <laughs> all right, let me address and, this. And I think I know why. Tell the people why. Because I stand for all the games. McKee stands for the whole <laughs> game, or at least most of the game. I stand for, like, I'll be sitting at the start, and then once the game gets into the second period, it's close or whatever, I'll, I, I stand. What is your living room situation like? Is Allie watching with you? Yeah, sometimes. And you're just standing? standing Does she there. think I, you're a complete psycho? I stand like, you know how like a, you'd see like an old guy standing? Hands behind his back. <laughs> I, how you'd like see an old guy standing outside of Tim's? <laughs> That's how I stand. Like a foot just in front in of my new TV. Balance, uh... And a foot in front of my TV. I'm just sitting there like. Yes, I am taking in what's happening here. <laughs> I am as close my, to this as possible. And my lower back is just barking. <laughs> All right. We're joined hey. by our boy, Justin Cuthbert. Man, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, buddy. Uh, no problem. A question for Sammy. Yes. Uh, heard heard about, you know, the happiness hedging. Yes. Uh, does that include betting on Vinny Viola's uh, horse Ooh. at the Kentucky Derby this weekend? Wow. I never even crossed my mind. But he's the favorite, right? What's his horse called? I th- it's Forte. I th- he is the favorite, I think. I mean, it's still a decent price. I think it's like 6 7 to one uh, So, you know, he should name that horse hockey on Sunday. That's what he should name his horse. Because <laughs> 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 Leaf fans are so unhinged. They were like, oh, the owner got him to move the... Move the game so he can no, go to the race. they were hinged. They were reasonably hinged oh, on that, that one. Ha- you're here for that take? Not for that's why, oh. but that it's 
unacceptable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, not happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were just talking about uh, Sammy standing up and watching the hockey games because he's uh, weird and passionate. Are you? Uh, how invested are you personally in this, or is it all a professional view for you? Uh, good question. Uh, that is a good question because, uh, you know, I, I, there's there are a ton of Leaf fans working at this station, as I've sort of, uh, as I've learned here uh, in my transition starting last September. And I've never really bled blue. Like, I've always understood and really had a passion for the conversation around the Maple Leafs, but I've never been someone who's lived and died with the success of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But being in media for the length of time that I have, I've been waiting for this run forever because, as you both know, and everyone sort of understands that if the Leafs do well, it's beneficial for everyone. So <laughs> yes. I've been Correct. I've been waiting forever for you know the <laughs> reaping the reward of that, or at least just like writing the different story or yeah. talking about the new storylines. And round two, as much as it's been kind of like, oh, do we really want to be here based on the start? It's nice to talk about round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs involving the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's not like fan hat, leave that to Ailish, but uh, the Leaf and the Leaf conversation's always been like, you know, top three in terms of passions. So I've not only, you know, turned my love, like I love the Toronto Maple Leafs my whole life. So I've turned that and I've turned it into like not only my job, and my finances. So I've tied You're just literally, so invested. I literally everything. That's why I have to bet so much on the other team. Because <laughs> my, whole, my whole life is tied to this guy team. Anyways, so Justin, heading in, we were just talking about this in the first segment here. And I'll, I'll pose the question to you. Like, what gives you the most worry heading into game three? And what gives you the most hope heading into game three? The most worry would be sort of the confidence point, I think. Uh, I mean, we were talking about on the, on the show all year that confidence really drives this team, and I think it was shaken within the first, what, two, three weeks of the season with Mitch Marner kind of being the face of all that, and all of a sudden Mitch Marner goes on that, what, 30-game point streak, and the confidence is oozing, and he can't be stopped, and it seems to permeate the whole group. And it seems like this team does kind of go up and down, ride the roller coaster of confidence a little bit. And, hey, what's more emblematic of that than their struggles in the playoffs up until this point, and I guess now included in round two here. Uh, I think the confidence probably has been shaken. And the confidence, when shaken, has been a massive, massive issue. So that needs to sort of be rectified. I guess the confidence thing would be, or the, what gives me you know, uh, hope that things will be a little bit different in game three is that, Sergei Bobrovsky isn't this guy. I, mm-hmm. I, I just think like, you know, we saw the, the charts floating around, the expected goal stuff, the two-game samples. Yes, I understand this has been a brilliant, 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 brilliant uh, little start to the series here for Sergei Bobrovsky, but this guy loses it as quick as he, as he captures it. He's lost his starting position every year since he's went to Florida. Yes, he can catch waves, but how long is he going to be able to ride that wave? I just can't see him being Fort Knox for the entire seven game series. So uh, I feel like eventually these pucks are going to get through. And when they do, there could be a rush of them. And then, Hey, maybe the confidence rushes back with it. So breaking the dam would be very, very important. I think they were close to doing it in game two in the first period, but he held in just enough to really find his center again. And that allowed Florida to get on the board. So getting to Sergei Bobrovsky is obviously the key right now. And if they think they 
do that, then you can kind of eliminate the big concern, which is the confidence point. Yeah, you mentioned that chart that's floating around with the expected goals saved above or what is it save goals saved above expected thank you i went to my my analytics expert (laughs) to say the words for me but this has been his best two-game stretch as a florida panther and have you the chart is i wouldn't say it's going one way there's some low dips along the other way and i mean you've watched florida you've watched florida play the leafs you've watched florida play other teams he can be so bad like so, so bad that you're right. You just have to hope that this is going to flip and that you have to bank on the fact that it is always flipped with him. But man, it's just, I made this comparison the other night on Leafs talk and I'll make it here. This team's giving me 2015 Kansas city Royals vibes, Justin, where it's just like they're catching lightning in a bottle. It's small sample size hockey. And he just is right on fire for the whole time. That's what scares me. And you got to flip it for him, right? Like, let's say he's in control of this switch for whatever reason. It will take, uh, you know, more than just clean looks and pressure and downhill uh, running, if you want to call it that, like it was in the third period. Uh, It might take traffic. It might take what you did to get through Tampa. Like, they have to be a little bit different. And I think the thing that's, like, most representative of the fact that, yeah, he's clearly feeling it, is that Austin Matthews seem, has seemed to try everything in his bag, yeah. and he's gotten chances because he's gone through the bag so far, and he can't seem to figure out any way through you know, Sergei Bobrovsky. You know, so it's got to come through other means, right? You know when you know Matthews is really knows he can't score, he's fighting it, is when he tries that five-hole one. Like, he I went, like the cheeky five-hole switch. I hate the five-hole one where he's just like, I guess maybe five-hole. I can't beat him anywhere else. <laughs> and he tries to go five-hole from the dot, so you can really tell yeah, when he's fighting. It works, though. Oh, yeah, it really is. What are your thoughts on, A, the loss of Matthew Nyes and what it does to the Toronto Maple Leafs lineup and the way that he was injured and the lack of repercussions from the league? Okay, so the loss, I've been thinking about this since we figured out, well, we knew he got a concussion. I mean, yeah. I think I knew when he was stumbling across the ice that he probably shouldn't have been back in the game, but he was within a couple shifts. Um, but I've been thinking about it, and it's kind of like, it's kind of, it looks bad on management, doesn't it? Like this guy has been this mercenary, right? Where he's come in, he's been so impressive. He's given them life. And it's, it's so great and such a thing to latch onto because it's so entirely new. I mean, you look at this team. Since John Tavares was put into place behind Austin Matthews in the depth chart, like every single person on the roster is acquired through means other than draft and development. The guys that are here that have been drafted, like Timothy Lilligren, well, they're problems at the end of the lineup, and you might sit them in game three because it's just not working with them. This is such a brand new thing for Leaf fans to experience in this era, and it's really a bit of an indictment on, you know, uh, the hockey operations department because they haven't been able to add someone like Matthew Nyes over and over and over again. Like, what feeds a team like the Carolina Hurricanes? Well, it's Seth Jarvis coming up, and they have a conveyor belt of players that come and lift the bottom and it's just something that's completely foreign to this group and that's why it's been so great to see him come in and actually have an impact because guess what Cali Yarncroke acquired through free agency hasn't done anything was reduced to what seven minutes yeah. uh, in game two mm-hmm. like it's a big issue when you're when you're c- counting on exclusively banking on guys who other teams have given up on it's- and that's kind of where they're at but in terms of you know how he was injured like, yeah, it's greasy. It's the greasiest. It's very, very greasy. But cumulative damage is, does, that doesn't get you suspended. And what he did to Nyes, if Nyes wasn't injured, you'd, you'd never look at it again. Like, it's just, it's a tackle. It's a penalty. I don't know why it wasn't called 
but is it something that gets you suspended? No. And then I look at the cross check, which he was fine for. It's the same thing as the Sam Lafferty one on, I think it was Ross Colton. And you can't add those two things up and just say, hey, one game, at least to me. I mean, he's towing the line. He's flirting with the line. He crossed it, I guess, enough to get 5K. But cumulative damage isn't something that George Peros is going to consider when he goes through the game uh, film. It's just the reality. And if the Leafs need to do something about uh, or if something needs to be done about Sam Bennett, you can't count on the NHL and the league to do it. You've got to kind of step in yourself, and they got to do something to slow Sam Bennett down because he had a real bloodthirst in game two, yeah. and it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it was undeniably effective. He is a real problem for the Leafs. Like, like he is the, that in the fact that he is not only very good, but he is violent and he wants to be violent and he's in your kitchen. And like, who did he spank on the first shift of the first game? Was it camp? Yeah. And camp was looking over his shoulder the rest of the game. Like he is a real, that's the, I think that's the difference between Tampa and, and uh, Florida is that the Tampa stars, while greasy, aren't going to run you through the boards and like hurt you and want to hurt you. I feel like the top end, like Kachuk and Bennett and these Nick cousins, who I know is on a star, but he's playing on the top line. Like the Tampa's grunts are their grunts. The stars on Florida are kind of their grunts. You know what I mean? Like they really, Oh yeah, it's great. They really lean on you when it's, when you expect it to be the guys in the lower part of the lineup and it's their stars that are really leaning on the Leafs. We were joking about this morning, like Matthew Kachuk has just spawned other Matthew Kachuks. Like I know Sam Bennett was always like a playoff performer and always a mean dude, but all of a sudden Nick Cousins is like six inches taller and acting like Matthew Kachuk without the skill out there. Uh, And you know what? He was effective too, because I think the worst play of the night, the thing that infuriated me the most about what the Leafs did, uh, forget the, you know, 66 seconds from hell was John Tavares looking over his shoulder with Nick cousins behind him and deciding not to eat the puck. Like that's something that everyone who's played the game could understand. Even if you're in the worst men's league possible, you eat the puck with five seconds if you can. And John Tavares didn't want to go near it because he had Nick cousins coming behind him, uh, ready to land a hit. And he coughed up the puck and Austin Matthews has to take a penalty. And you guess what the, the Toronto Maple Leafs needed an extra couple minutes of, well, that was time to tie the game. And instead they had of 20 minutes, they had 18 minutes in the third period because they began the period killing a penalty. Those things add up. That's the losing hockey that they kind of, and that's the trap they've fallen into when a lot of it didn't look so pretty in Tampa Bay, but there was a lot of winning, winning hockey in the series against Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right. So before we let you go, we'll give you a, a chance to forecast the, this thing the rest of the way. It's okay. You don't have to paint the optimistic Sam and Ailish view of this thing if you don't want to, but what do you, what do you see coming here as they head towards Florida? Well, I think the rest is good. I think that they're still in Toronto is a good sign, too. I, I don't want to be sending you to Florida for two days to just hang uh, yeah. with, you know, Miami Heat games, F1 races, and a lot of other things you could potentially do. Uh, so I think, you know, show up on Saturday late afternoon, a lot of time to collect your thoughts, a lot of time to rest. I mean, Austin Matthews went, what, what 25 minutes, Mitch Marner the same. Rest up and have a, have a really angry effort a William Nylander type effort where surely he was slapped around in the intermission a little bit and then was the best player on the ice in the third period. We need to see that urgency. We need to see a lack of hesitancy. We need to see the Maple Leafs go after it and get it, and they should because they are, on paper, still the better team despite being 0-2. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate having you on today. Thanks. Cheers, boys. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, you too. That is Justin Cuthbert, the host of uh, the Fan Morning Show. Uh, The Leafs on the Justin... Cusp. 
Of Cusper coming back in this season. <laughs> you know, if I were to uh, place a Batman, I'm, I'm going to look at the Leafs. The Leafs to win this series. I can look you? that up for you. Right yeah, find second. me that, will you? Yeah, no problem. All right, so a few things that we didn't get to in the in the opening block. There's a lot to pick through. I'm actually surprised how much there was to pick through from this first game. Um, you know, the home losses was one of it. I am always interested in Paul Maurice's comments. The, the Leafs are plus 235 on Bet365. I don't want that. Still not good enough. No. Because they, they know. People believe. Yeah, they like they still kind of think they're... Vegas still believes, yeah, fel- folks. That's, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. Um, I want to hear, you know, he talked about the 66 seconds from hell. Paul Maurice weighed in on what he said between the first and, se- and second period. This, this is going to make you hate him. Oh, really? Oh, oh good. Yeah. Let's yeah. get Maurice on that. Yeah, no problem. Nothing funny. Um, I had my mic on from that quest for the cup, so my language was no good. Um... We just, we just, we talked about the idea that you're not, you, you don't get to own every game, right? The first 10, twice uh, shorthanded, that was theirs. That was their push. The Lundell goal was huge in this game because at that point you're going, this could be 12 nothing, right? Like it's their honest. That goal is big. And then a real strong push there in that middle part for that. And then we just settled, okay. So they're going to be good. They're going to get their chances. They're going to make their plays. They're rolling tonight. Let's just stay in the fight. Like, for me, it's perspective. That's five games and nine nights of as intense emotional pressure you can put on a hockey team. And we're not, this isn't the Jersey Rangers series where the home teams are 11 miles apart. We've been on an airplane for a while. So that's exactly, is that not playing into my... I actually am. I'm, I was thinking about what you said while he was talking. Like, the, give them a chance to Settle s- in. slow down. Go home, fellas. Go ahead, fe- step put, back and take a look at put, what you've accomplished. Put the feet up. What an accomplishment. You live in Florida. Go Six out your, wins in the playoffs. Go out in your lanai. You know, put your feet up Ooh, by the pool. That'd be nice, yeah. God, I hate to admit this to you. I love Florida. I hate it. I know. My I'm least like, favorite state in the I love Florida. My, the I, I have family that lives in Florida. I go to Florida every year. I love yeah. Florida. You I don't live there, but I love this. You know what wants you dead? Everything. <laughs> the people want you dead. The bugs want you dead. The alligators want you dead. The weather wants you dead. Everything in Florida would prefer you not be there. I went on a trip to Florida <laughs> in August once. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just oppressive, wet heat. Honestly. And I was like, I went to visit my Uncle Glenn and my cousin Gracie, and I went there, and I was like, I'm going to go shoot some hoops. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> my cousin's like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and I went out and I literally was out there for two minutes like, I should have stayed on, why did I leave Ontario in August? Yeah. It's the best month of the year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right, so, you know. What else haven't we played? Well, Maurice on what he said there is interesting too just because the idea that he's like, he has very philosophical. Yeah, I mean. A lot like Cooper. Like Every question is a essay yeah it's a chance to be you know socrates once again yeah. be like you know every game is not yours to own you Listen. know <laughs> to be how to profound win or not to win. yeah you just got pumped for 10 it's not yeah. a philosophy class <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah um you know I, I do think that's a good message to a road team who's trying to steal another one like they did so do you want to play the line key from the lineup without nice because I yeah. think he, he alludes to some pretty good stuff in that one. About, and do you want to do the update on him first? Yeah, what, he, just, no? he just says that he's going to you later. And he's day-to-day do after we, the next two Do games. we think there's any chance he comes back? I don't. I think it'd be a really, this, you know, I always often joke about the least winning the PR Cup. Mm-hmm. And how good When's they are. When's that happened? 
I mean, they are the kings of doing everything right in the community, in the public eye, in this, in the, in the conceived okay. public relations. You know what I mean? Outside of letting their people communicate with the outside world. Yes. Other than that. Right. Well, I mean, like a radio interview, you're going <laughs> to, <laughs> it's a bridge too far, good sir. Gotcha. But I just like, I think it'd be a really tough look after these next two games to put a kid, a 20 year old kid back in a really physical series when he's had brain trauma. Of course, of course, why'd of they, course. Why did they say concussion? But maybe. But why did they say concussion? Well, I, you Are know, they I, trying to get him suspended? Well, th- that could play into it. But I don't think that saying concussion is like a mandatory period where you can't participate. You, you know, maybe he skates tomorrow or the day after. You know, like I, I do think that it's in their interest to sell it to everyone, sell it to his team, he's not available. Sell it to Florida, he's unavailable. To the league, this guy's done. When, you know, maybe there's a chance to get him back. If he comes back, he's a boost, I guess. Yeah. And you just have to assume he's not going to be there. I would be extremely surprised to see him again in this series. I would too. To be but, honest, like, I, I just, I, my sensibilities have changed a lot in hockey. Yeah. As we've often talked about, like the way that the game has changed and the way it's viewed is kind of the way I've changed my views I about it. I used to love the Sammy Kapanen hit. You oh my know, god! Him like struggling to get off. You're like, Bell, buddy. Run. That, that was my. Like, that oh was god, my. That's... That is one of the greatest moments of my childhood. Followed by the worst moment when Jeremy Roenick went yeah. down the other end and shot in the net. But right. like, you're right. Yeah. Like, oh my god, look at that idiot! And yeah. You're like, oh Jesus, yeah. what was I saying, oh, buddy? Right. I, I was a season ticket holder for the Onside Attack for 20 years, and I went and watched 15 year olds, 16 year olds beat up each other for yeah. four hour long games. Like it's like things have changed for the better. Yes. But like you know, I I have a. I'd feel cringy if Matthew Nyes played again in this series. Sure, and I'm fine with that. I I agree that, you know, depending... Because had the blow he taken been much worse, I think it'd, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they looked like a couple of small ones, which are also very bad. I'm not saying yeah. it's good. But I, I am saying I can see him playing again. I guess the hope is that when they play around three starting May 19th, Saturday night, that he's <laughs> that available. It, it does. May 19th. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's... Uh, roughly, my guess. But anyway, so uh, let's hear what the lineup will look like without Matthew Nyes. Yeah, well, obviously, Matt's tr- he's proven to improve the depth of our team and, and believe we're a better team when he's in. All that said, we were a very good team before he arrived on scene here. So, you know, we'll make some adjustments accordingly, but uh, we've got full confidence in our group. Yeah, that sounds like expected. I like the idea that he's like, listen, we were a very good hockey team. We were in second when he came along. We're in second with You him. have multiple elite hockey players on your yeah. team. You should win some games without Matthew We Nass. had four superstars up front. Stars, if you like, a super too, too much. And then added Ryan O'Reilly. You know, like that, there's five guys there who have pedigree, pedigree. So you can't say you don't have Nyes. You're in big trouble. Next man up and all that sort of stuff. So... We have reached the last 20 so, minutes of our program. A lot of these are not questions. questions. They're like yes. takes, which I don't mind. No, that's fine. It takes as good as a question for, for us. We just want to so from tra- jumping off. This one's from Travis Rosebrook, who tweeted in, at Travis Rosebrook. Thanks, Travis. It's a great point. The Leafs haven't lost three games in a row since October 2022, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Is he mistaken? Not that I'm aware I'm, of. I'm going with you, Travis Rosebrook. Yeah. I'm going blind into your narrative. I think maybe the in regulation, they might have... I, I, I don't think they lost three in a row since the start of the year. I remember talking about that. Hmm. I don't think the big boys lose game three if they bring the same effort and eliminate the big mistakes. Yeah. 
if they get that many chances again in game three, they are winning the hockey match. Yeah, 100%. I I truly believe that the one thing that they need to accept, and Rupp talked about this a little bit, is that you just have to make it so hard for the other team by being so responsible and not giving them any free chances because mm-hmm. you're going to get yours. And I, you know, I, I was wrong in our group chat last night. I was like, they're going to get to three. The question is, can they keep Florida to three? Yeah. And they didn't get to three because Bobrovsky made six billion saves. But I was right that the chances came to get there. So to me, it's a matter of keeping Florida to an, a manageable number because there's no doubt the Leafs are going to score. It's just a matter of, yeah. Keeping the other team down. Yeah. And Samson not doing well enough with it. Um, Joe Smith from Cornwall, Ontario. Wow. Full. Give me the full government. What's your address? I mean, that could be a very fake name. A shocked Bruin fans here. I feel you, Leaf fans. The eye test tells you that you should win. The loss of Nyes is huge. Great show, guys. So he's a scorned Bruins fan. I'm sure this is like, as a Bruins fan watching this, there's a lot of PTSD from that first round. Yeah. Because these games feel similar to the last few games of the of the Bruins Panthers series. And it's impossible not to look at Florida's roster and go Mahura, Forsland, Colin White, Eric Stahl, like, you know, Zach Dalpy. There's enough guys in this roster that should get exposed. You look at teams that have success in the playoffs mm-hmm. and look at what Vegas does. They get expansion drafts, so they're the deepest team. So think about it. Their best player is like the eighth best player in any other team. Yeah. But their worst player is also the eighth best player on another team. So they don't have that bottom, and they just win. Consistency, they have no depth to expose. Seattle, same thing. They have no de- bad depth to expose. They win. Florida, bad depth to expose. They should lose. Yeah. They have bad depth. But it just... Their fourth line plays four minutes a night. Yeah. And they had... What was that guy? I don't even, I don't even know the... Dolphy or Dalf? Dalpy. Dalpy? Yeah. He took a, a penalty last night. He's a journeyman minor leaguer who I once picked to win the Calder Trophy 12 years ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, I just thought, thought he thought he was good in training camp. <laughs> it was a preseason prediction. Wow, I but love that's that. That's what I mean. Like that is a take. Yeah. Dalpy. I'm going to look up his career stat. I don't know. I'll look it up later. All right. Happy Friday, guys. You too. Maurice from Caledon. What's up, Mo? Um, maybe this is Paul. What if? One thing you forgot to mention so far is that Florida has been playing exhausted and tired constantly for the last little while. Now they've got a couple days off to relax. I think they're going to be better in game three. Love it. Love having That's the Paul. zag. I love this all. That's Paul Mo. That's Paul. That's Paul Mo. Yeah, yeah, we get it, Paul. Um, no. No? I, I mean, you have exercised in your life. You've lifted weights. Yeah, once, yeah. twice. And I wouldn't tell you what I benched no, in high school. Recently. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, when, when you stop, when you made the joke about jogging before, yeah. it takes some time to, you know, t- to, to get... To fire it back up. Yeah, it hurts a couple days later, sometimes more so than the next day. So, you know, I, I don't think Florida's going to suddenly be better with a day's rest. As I mentioned, it's going to help some guys have a little bit more pop early in shifts, but the wear and tear is still there. This uh, is from... I can't read this name of their uh, title. <laughs> It's, I'll show you after. It's very funny. All right. Feels like uncharted territory, so I haven't really been too disappointed. I feel that too. No, you don't. Like, I'm, I'm upset, but I'm not, like, devastated. It is uncharted. If they lost in the first round, it would have been devastated. But it's uncharted. If they lose on Sunday, clearly devastated. But up until this point, not devastated. What gives me hope is that the Leafs are so much better, and it just seemed like the goalies have been the difference. Nylander looked like the best player in the world last night. 
looked like it was a world junior game. What is your appetite for they should have won? They deserved to win. If they lose in four games to Florida and they all look like game two, where they outshoot them by 100, they would lose 4-3. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No comment at this time. <laughs> really? It's I just so, feel like I, that's I, I, done here. I'm already having such a hard time analyzing this. Yeah. And like I woke up this morning, not worried about getting through two hours because obviously I'm doing this a long time. I can do it. But like, I feel like I could have come on the radio today, turn on the mic and been like, they're way better. Goalie was bad. Made a mistake. That's it. Thanks for listening to Real Kipper Unborn. Yeah. Because that's kind of what the game was. Yep. It was the, like Cuthbert said, the 66 seconds from hell. Yeah. Which may apply to some other things in my life. All right. Uh, this is from <laughs> Owen. This is from Owen Lamacroft on Twitter. Samsonov worries me. He's overplaying everything, which leads to some big saves, but also some really bad goals. I think it's time to take McKenna's idea and give Wall a chance to get us back in it. Forwards in the D zone also have their heads in the clouds. Sometimes brutal to watch. Thanks, Owen. I will say this. Typically, I would really disagree with the Leafs forwards in the D zone being a problem. The weak side D, the weak side winger, has been lost an awful lot in terms of protecting the slot in the net front area. And also, you know, you look at Nyes kind of gets caught between on the one. They shoot through in game one. They haven't been great. I'm going to hear that. I'm going to ding, ding, ding. I'm going to give you points on that one. Um, the the wall Samsonov stuff, like, come on. Like, how desperate. Like, No, you can't do wall. You, you just, I, I no will, disrespect to wall. Wall might be the starter next year. I will ask you something here, though. Okay. Healthy Matt Murray in a vacuum. Yeah. Healthy Matt Murray, if he were available tonight. Is playing on Sunday. No. He, I would send him to go play for the Toronto Marlies. Okay. And. Uh, I don't, I don't like, I, I, I was going to say, I don't like Matt Murray. It's yeah, a rude thing yeah, to say. No, yeah, yeah. I don't the love him in the net. Yes. And as always, these criticisms are not about the person. But. I I don't think he's an NHL goalie at this point. Okay. Yeah. I just think the pedigree. He played and. The, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so there's part of me that when. Samsonov, I thought we might wake up today and get the report like, hey, Samsonov's concussed. Like he took two well, off the bean last the, that night. That clapper that like he collapsed. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that he is so obviously hurt, hurt with something. And everyone's just like, well, he always does that. <laughs> you know, like he, well, he it, always looks hurt. And it it's is, like, it's, it's kind of the boy who cries wolf situation. It 100% is. That's where, exactly what this is, where you're like, I don't know, tell us when you're really hurt. He's, you've been milking injuries all year, like looking hurt all the time. Yeah. I don't know what's real. Yeah. So, and you continue to play. So she's taken knee for a minute in game. Excuse us for not being like, get the EMS out there. Anyway, I, I did have a, a moment last night where I was like, if Wool goes in, and I mean this with full conviction, I don't feel any worse about their chances. It doesn't really change it. I don't. Like, Wall has a chance to get hot. If he gives up a bad goal, Samson is already doing that every game. Yeah, but you just can't do it. You can't. Because like, we, there's the chance he goes in uh, and gives up six. We make fun of Keith for being the tinkerer for Tinkerbell. You imagine the conversation in this city? Go to a guy. How many NHL games has Wall played? I, I think the answer, you don't need to look at it. It's like 12. 12 it's, to 15. Regardless of the number. It's 12, 15 or 17 or whatever. 
Remember when he got in for a game one against Tampa? Yeah. And that guy just came in and just shoot it through his chest? Yeah. On the breakaway? Yeah, I mean, his breakaway is whatever, yeah. but it was like, ah. uh, Maybe not him either. <laughs> oh. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're not ready for that yet. Um, uh, it's just, you know, something that we haven't really looked at and watched. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot about that clip. Does Sheldon Keefe ever take a timeout after a string of bad play? I think no. I think that some of these bad games could have been put in check with a timeout calming everyone down and reminding what they're supposed to be doing. I'll hear it, and I like it as an observation, but not for last game. 2-1, you get the intermission anyway. Yeah. And the first one, like how panic would it be? You give up one right away. Yeah, they got one on us. You know, like it just would seem. I would, I would have heard it after the third. It yeah. happened so fast, and that building was just oh my God, su- okay, in such it's shock. Happening. Everybody yeah. stay calm. No? Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So when things are going, that was actually the most visibly mad Sheldon has been without being like the beat red yelling mad. Like just at the turnovers, he was just like, no, but at the refs, at his own guys. So he's trying to keep it in. Why keep it in? At your own guys? So he's yelling it's time. at Matthews. You go, go yell at Matthews. Go full Maurice. Uh, Has he ever done that? On his guys? No. They've really protected those guys. It would be refreshing when you're losing one of these massive hockey games to see him go full Maurice. Game two, middle of the game? Not not last night. Yeah. But there's been times where they could have used it. For sure. He never does it. Yeah. Ever. But boy, he... he Well, every time he does say anything, Kip comes in here and he talks about... I don't even like that. Matthew's going to be in L.A. and Martin's going to move he, to Mexico. He and leans like, on the refs. He does. He's, uh, he, he's, Nick, frustration he's Nick Nurse-esque. Yeah. He leans on them pretty good. And if he ever gets them to come over and talk to him, he does the face where he thinks that they're just the stupidest yes. people in the world. Or, he's, got, he's got that. Yeah, I hate that face he does. You know? I, I know <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> what are you? Yeah. <laughs> if you're the ref, you're have like, you ever, I can't wait to call another one have on you. Have you ever refed a hockey game before, Pella? <laughs> yeah. Uh, great show. This is always a good way to get your text read. <laughs> this is a uh, great show. Don't know why, but I am not in panic mode yet. Lose Sunday. I feel that. Then the pain and hurt will start. Just don't see the Leafs losing three in a row. That's from Roger in the 905. Yeah, just move on. The most dramatic way I can phrase this is that I'm not nervous at all. But if they lose the next game, they're not going to win the series. Yeah, there's a, it's. I, mean, I guess that's a confidence. That it's they're either win they're the next in it, game. they're in it, or it's over. Yeah, right. Like, well, and, and to be honest, I when you're when you're sincerely the better team, even mm-hmm. at three nothing, it's not over. You know, when you when you're the underdog and you're down three nothing, night night, the better team's going to play better and get one on you over four games. You know, you can string it together when you're genuinely the better team, as I believe the Leafs are here. But you just have to play against the Bruins down three zero. Then they'll maybe the choking Bruins, like, those dogs. I do. If they get the the like, they obviously just coming back from three one is different than three zero. Clearly, mm-hmm. like if you get the first one in Florida, yeah, you lose the next one. Go three one. It's You're still a home, series. Yeah, it's still a series. But you lose the first one in Florida. It's over. It's funny how that works, right? This come, right. Come it's all or come back three one, and yeah. it is. It does feel very different. Yeah, it's all perception. But it, it's impossible to believe there's a world where Florida beats them four straight times. Okay. Let me ask you this. This is from Chris and Aurelia. This may be one for not with five minutes left in the show. How do we really feel about Mitch Marner? He has the most points, but he never seems to be a game breaker. Chris and Aurelia. You know, for a guy that, 
you know, Kipper talks about being better than Matthews yeah. and um, the engine and all that. Gets an awful lot of passes. Yeah. You know, in this, you're, you're making 11 million bucks compared yeah. to Kachuk and other sort of drivers of the play. I'll say, I think he has narratively has been helped out by, he had six points in the seven three seven two games. You know, two shots went through Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of those games where whatever. And since then is not really, we're at the point in the postseason with him where it's like, I thought last night mm. he was dynamic. In the first so period. good. He controlled the play. He attacked the net. He made that pass to O'Reilly. He shot the puck. I actually thought Riley was, or sorry, uh, Marner was really good last night. And so if he's that guy, that's worth the money. And you, you can convince me he's a playoff guy, but it's been underwhelming for the past six games. Fair. I think that's fair. You're looking at me like it's not fair. I, I want to know what your take is on how do because how do we really feel about Mitch Marner? I'm a guy who does analysis. I'm not a fan. It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. I I think you would for a guy that has 12 points so far, you would like more. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to ask for more when you the production's there. Yeah. But I'm sure behind closed doors, actually they probably don't say anything to him because they just don't want to hurt him hurt his feelings. Right. But like I'm sure Keith would like a little more if you gave him the true serum and him and Dubas were sitting around having a pizza and a beer yeah they might be like we need a little bit more for mitch <laughs> yeah right well sure i mean if you want to talk about him in a class of the guys like Braden point who you know really really effective and good all the time and game impactful mm-hmm. top guys you know one thing we do in this sport as fans and doing analysis we say he's a top five player in the league and you go oh, okay yeah who's the five and you start counting it out shocking how many players you could shot <laughs> Uh, Sam Bennett, Nick Cousins. That's the first three in the best players in the league. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> but it's, it's shocking, like, when you really actually write it down and you go, oh, Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, yeah, Austin Matthews. You know, you start doing whatever your version of mm-hmm. that is and you go, oh, he's actually the 17th best player. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's a complicated relationship in this city with him based on contract, output, playoff performance. Um, did you see the hit he threw last night? Yes, he absolutely mucked someone. And they Who didn't was that? like. I That's lo- an M, by the way. I know uh, it was a mucking hard hit. Yes, but they didn't like. I love the broadcast. We had so good CC and and um, Craig Simpson. But the camera had turned, right? But they didn't go back to it. No replay. Yeah, that was, was like, the hardest hit he's thrown as a leaf. It was a really hard. Do you remember hit. who was on? Was Duclair, it Mahura? Mahura? It was no, on the defense. It was Mahura. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Can we get a replay on that? And also, Morgan Riley's two biggest oh hits as a Maple Leaf. Oh, my God. He's rocking, guys. He's giving yeah. me Brian Campbell vibes. <laughs> He's catching guys. They're not expecting. Yeah. They're, I've really loved the hits they're throwing. Luke Shen, by the way, just another shout-out. Five shot attempts, three on net, an assist, a part of the most important pair. Every time he touches the puck, I'm like, oh, thank God, it's Shen. And, and, which is an insane sentence. I know. He's going to get money in the offseason. Think so? Yeah. Like, I think he gets over a million bucks for a couple years from somewhere. Leafs? I would really love it. I know uh, Vancouver fans are, they want him back. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then, yeah, I would, I would probably want him back. I mean, your team stinks. The only thing I, you know, I, only reason is I would really want him on the Leafs is that you got Morgan Riley at 7.5. He's played and, with this guy for 10 games. He's, he's been the best he's ever better. been. He's never played better. Could so. you, like, you worry about the decline for Shen, but if you for can sure. get a version of this Shen yeah. 
You mean Riley like this for a year or two? Um, he hit uh, 13 is Reinhardt along the boards. Yeah. And Reinhardt didn't fall. But he, I know the exact his soul left just, his body. The he, look on his face, he's like, oh. He was oh, skating this way yeah. and instantly was moving the other yeah. way and was like, oh. oh I don't, he uh, looks yeah. like no fun to play against, Shen. No, no kidding. All right, well, we're going into game three. Do you want to, We're doing predictions as always. What do you got? Game the three. Leafs are going to win. They are. Yeah, they're going to win. I'm going to bet a lot of money on the Panthers, but the Leafs are going to win. I think they tighten it up on D2, so give me a 4-1 Leafs victory on Sunday. I'll go 3-1. All right. Thank you very much to Mike Rupp and Justin Cuthbert, Brandeo, Sis, Sammy. Thanks for joining this side of the glass. And we will see you after this weekend, after game three, back with Nick Kiprios.